You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Grind Season. We're back. I'm Jason Smith, one of your two co-hosts here on Grind Season, the Grind Season podcast on Odyssey, by the way. Co-host of the Jason John Show here in Memphis, midday show from 11 to 2. Hopefully you can listen Monday through Friday. That's on 929 FM ESPN. You can follow me on Twitter at JasonSpin929. The real talent, like I like to say, is Anthony Sane, and that's the truth. The tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, man who's covered the Grizzlies in written radio, broadcast, podcast form last nine years. Uh, it's just a pleasure to introduce him and to be doing this podcast with him. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum, brother. Sane, we got a three and zero weekend to talk about. Man, I um I was hoping I was making two and one mandatory. Man, I said we got to be two and one to kind of get you know sent over this hump, get through this little rough patch we're in, and they they did it, man. They did. They went three and zero. Um, yesterday, definitely. I mean, last the last game against Miami was definitely a surprise. Um, but yeah, to go three and zero in this little swing, uh, you know, since the last time we did the show. With uh, with more winnable games to come is, is is a good feeling for sure. No question. Feels like a time the Grizzlies could possibly be fattening up right now. I know Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. was talking a little bit about that uh, after this last win. First things first, of course, you can hear Grind Season twice per week on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, wherever you get them. Just search for Grind Season. Do us that favor by pushing that subscribe button. Thank you very much. On this mm-hmm. edition. Want to talk about what Sane just laid out? A perfect three and zero weekend for the Grizzlies was a three game and four day stretch. We had asked last yep. podcast was three and zero too much to ask going against Philadelphia, Detroit, and Miami, right. especially considering the fact it was three and four. Grizzlies come out very impressive. Obviously, get all three of them, including um, that win that Sane mentioned. I think that was the most impressive. You sit there mm-hmm. with seven guys unavailable, including three starters: uh, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. You were able to knock off the Miami Heat. 101.93. So we'll talk about our takeaways uh, from the 3-0 and weekend, uh, what we're looking forward to, those kinds of things, because plenty came out of it. Tyus Jones, too, man. Stone. Oh, man. Stones. With a career. Stones is back. 28. Yeah, 28 mm-hmm. against Miami. A lot to get to uh, with the Grizzlies' last three wins. Zaire Williams. We'll talk about him as topic number two. He's close. Upgraded today. Uh, uh, to questionable, I believe, has missed all the regular season yep. thus far. If you've been listening to us, you've been covering this team, you know with that right patellar tendonitis. Very excited to get him back in the lineup, hopefully, uh, for OKC on Wednesday to see what he can do. We'll ask Sane what his expectations for Zaire are. Do, are we still expecting jump, year two jump, with him having missed, you know, a big year two jump with him having missed, what, a quarter of the mm-hmm. season now? Mm-hmm. We'll ask Sane where he's at. And then, of course, our final segment will be who brought the seasoning this past uh, this past weekend? The last three games, our weekly segment in which we hand out, you know, seasoning could be good, could be bad for could the group. Bad. We'll have to we'll have to see who it's going to be uh, this week. So that's uh that's today's episode, the first of two this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start here. Saying we mentioned it, Memphis Grizzlies are now fifteen and nine after winning 
uh, three straight games of the weekend. We mentioned them, Philadelphia, Detroit, Miami. There were impressive things saying about all three victories. But to you, what stood out the most from this uh, from this three-game winning streak the Grizzlies were able to put together? Um, it's, it's between two games. The Detroit game was an easy victory. Uh, Detroit has been horrible this year. Yep. Uh, shout out to the people like myself who bet the over on Detroit this season uh, on FanDuel. And uh, unfortunately, we'll be losing that money. Uh, <laughs> they had six wins. Yeah, Detroit is looking awful. I thought they were going to take a leap this year. They like a really disjointed team. Uh, so sometimes, man, uh, just real quick on Detroit. Sometimes you can get in a situation where you you're trying to make those moves to get better, and mm-hmm. you're you're paying guys who are kind of just looking for a payday. And it's kind of looking like with the guys they assembled, the guys that got in free agency, they didn't really get guys who uh, are fitting in with what they're trying to do. Uh, big win by the Grizzlies to, to get up on Detroit. Uh, led most of that game, if not all of it. Uh, Ten-point victory uh, on the road in Detroit. But it's between that Philadelphia and that Miami game. Now, I'll be yeah. honest with you, man. That, that, that Philadelphia game kind of stands out to me. It was good to see the team win. Uh, shorthanded, of course, those are always super fun. Uh, to win those type of games. But you were playing against one of the better players in the NBA in Joel Embiid uh, last Friday, a guy who averages, you know, 30, 30 points a game, if, if not more, uh, one of the better centers in the league, one of the better players in the league. And you got a good shot from him, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, you you found a way to pull that game out. Uh, a, a team in Philadelphia was trying to get things together, and you found a way to pull that out. Uh, and Tobias Harris was having a big game against us as well. And Anthony Melton was coming home. You came against all, all those things, and just the, the block by Jaron Jackson Jr., Huge. which was absolutely incredible. That's a career-defining block almost. That was, it was grown. You're right. Yeah, that was yeah, grown man stuff right there. Yeah, so. that's one of those stuff. When you look at his career highlights, that's one of those blocks is going to be in there. Uh, if if Jaron goes down as a, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greater defenders in, in Grizz's history or whatever, you'll see that block uh, throughout, you know, throughout the history of this franchise. Uh, so that was just an incredible play. By Jaron, an incredible game just to kick off this stretch. Uh, this home stretch, these home stretch they're on right now, uh, playing several games uh, in a row at home. So I think that Philadelphia win is the one that stood out to me because it kind of a lot of guys kind of showed up on that big stage for sure. Yeah, I, and and the key when I, I'm with you on you know Jaw's been obviously fantastic uh, here, and and that's it was no different that night. But I will say that that Jaron Jackson, we talked about. You know, just him sort of figuring out this big man body he's got now and just how much more aggressive and physical he's playing. And part of that, obviously, is being willing to challenge and be there late in that game. Have four blocks in that one saying you mentioned it, but had nine rebounds to go with the 22 points, goes seven of 12 from the field. And yet to do that, you know, a lot of times matched up against Embiid, it's a great thing to come out of that, to come out of that win. I I, I will say those things. Mom, and, I, and I'm glad you're on that Philly win is the one that stuck out for you because for me, it was the Miami win. And, mm-hmm. and for, for, for different reasons, realize that, you know, Jaron's not out there, Jaw's not out there, Desmond's not out there. So what is there to learn from a game like that where you're rolling out, you know, uh, uh, second string guys, third string G League guys uh, to play a Miami team that had everything to play for, had Jimmy Butler back, um, saying I, I – you know, I, I'm not one who likes to try to draw too much from one game, but we talked about this today on our midday show. This talk of, hey, what what would have happened? Where, where would they be with DeAnthony Melton right now? What what about what about if you kept mm-hmm. a guy like Kyle Anderson? I just think 
with a game like 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 last night when you're able to knock mm-hmm. off that Miami team with what David Roddy, Tyus Jones starting, you know, three starters down, it just shows you that it's almost time, I think, to move on. It is time. It's past time to move on from the what could this bench be with DeAndre Melton. It's about what this bench can be once things settle down and you got Santi Aldama and John Conchar playing regularly with Tyus Jones. I mean, that, that to me, that win puts to bed any, any kind of talk or discussion about right. – if this bench is going to be weaker without DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson, I, I think we, we didn't even mention Zaire, who's going to factor into this somewhere. I think it's about now saying is how good can this bench be? Can it be better than it's been in previous years? And you got to figure that all these minutes that the Roddies and Santis and John Conchars are playing are going to pay off for you. Like we've talked about down the line. I just, I, the, the, the they don't miss DeAnthony Melton. That's all there is to it. And so I'm right. looking forward to seeing what some of these guys do by the time you get to playoffs. That's what it's about figuring out now. I, yeah, I just thought man. that Miami win to win it as shorthanded as you were on a night where clearly Miami looked at them and said, oh, man, we just got to show up. Uh, said a lot about your depth. And more importantly, man, you don't miss DeAnthony Melton at all. Doesn't feel like to me. Yeah, man. Last night, Tyus Jones, 28 points. Santi Aldama dropped in 18. Uh, David Ryder gave you six. Kennedy Chandler, home hometown kid, gave you yeah. nine points yesterday, made – Made a three-pointer, four um, eleven from the field, three rebounds, five assists. When those type of games, like you said, like I'm not arguing with you. Like you know, I definitely had Miami up there, but it's something about that Philadelphia game for me personally, just to see them kick it off. Uh, that stood out to me. Just a just a real statement win uh, by your with your big guns out there with Ja with Jaren out there. Jaren having that statement blocked, like I said, uh, that kind of stands out to me. But I definitely get it for sure. But man, yeah. hell of a run, hell of a confidence builder for these guys. And it feels like, man, you know, you got the Xavier, you know, it looks like not Xavier. You got the Zaire Williams news. He's, he's upgraded to questionable. That questionable usually means the guy's playing, means the game game time decision. So, of course, that's a good thing. You got Bain possibly coming as well. It feels like you're about to get full strength. You might be about to hit a good stride, man, especially with a lot of winnable games here uh, uh, for the rest of this month, really. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good place to be for sure. Yep, 15 and nine now, a game out of first. Phoenix mm-hmm. leading, obviously got New Orleans in between you and Phoenix, but you're just a game out of first. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night's game, you've mentioned this, was the first of a five-game homestand for the Grizzlies where it feels like you got a chance to fatten up. It's the longest homestand of the year. And again, Oklahoma City on Wednesday, you've got Detroit again to finish off that season series on Friday. Then you've got an Atlanta team that right now looks like it's trying to figure some things out, sitting there at 13 and 11, struggling a little bit, and then you you finish off this homestand against Milwaukee before you go on a on a very important road trip that we know is going to end mm-hmm. with that Christmas game against Golden State. Yes, but sir. You know, Dylan yes, Brooks sir. was tainted after last night's win. Uh, again, you win it that shorthanded. Feels like it's a good time to fatten up. And 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 Sane mentioned it, it. It really takes us right to to topic number two, Zaire Williams. Uh, upgraded to questionable for Wednesday's game. But real, real quick though, saying before we get to Zaire, Grizzlies are now nine and two at home. You know they got a they got a real nice looking home court advantage going on. When you when you look and we've done this a little bit, maybe maybe once a week, you look around the rest of the West. Saying you had said top four all preseason. I mean you've been bearish mm-hmm. on how good this team can be, mm-hmm. but what's what's to keep them from snatching the one seed if if if, right. if this team can. St- get and stay healthy and get and get sort of that first and second unit settled down to where guys guys you know know where they're going to be for a few weeks how 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 realistic is the possibility this team could get the number one seed 
I'll say this, and I'll say it boldly. We're the best team in the West. Like, I start off the season kind of downplaying my emotions. I know everyone was kind of tripping about the D'Angelo Melton, Kyle Anderson stuff. So I weathered my expectations to top four, meaning you'll get, you know, home court advantage in the West. Looking at the West so far this year, man, I don't see a team that's better than us. It's, and we – we have we have yet to play a single game this year with our full roster. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, we're yet to play a game with Jaron, Jaron, uh, Ja, Bain, and Dylan. That right. game has not happened yet. Right. And we definitely haven't played with Zaire. He hasn't played a game all season. We're about to get that soon. We should be getting a lineup that has Ja Morant, MVP level player on the ball, top ten player in the league, Jaron Jackson Jr., all world defender. First team all defense has been and and his offensive game has jumped to a, a level we did not see happening this year. We were expecting Jaron's body to have to catch up and that none of that happened. Jaron has been phenomenal so far this year. Yep. Desmond Bain shooting the hell out of the ball, scoring twenty five points per game. Dylan Brooks down the end playing a lot more con- controlled, a lot more efficient. We haven't and then you're about to add Zaire Williams to that. I don't see a team in the NBA that's better than us. Uh, on, on the Western Conference, I'm sorry, it's better than us. Um, I just don't see it. And I think we're the best team in the West. And I think that by the time the season ends, the entire league will know that we are the best team in the West. Up to 14th defensively. Have been 30th, creeping up. Going to end up being creeping. a top 10 team, maybe even a top five team. Creeping. Especially when you get Jaron and Dylan, you know, yep. both working in tandem together regularly. There's no question. I think eighth offensively. So, it, I mean, on their way back to being – a top 10 unit on both, on both sides. Yep. Those are the elite teams, the ones that are top 10 on both sides. So you're right, Sam. I, I like the way th- things are pointed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening, of course, to the Grind Season Podcast with Anthony saying yours truly, Jason Smith. Be sure to download us on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify. Know it gets up quick and posted there fast. Hit the subscribe button. Helps Help us out. That takes us to Zaire Williams. Uh, Sains mentioned him. I think going into this season, we had certainly hoped for a you know Desmond Bainish type leap in year two. Now maybe it was not as big as Bain's was last year, but you were certainly we were all hoping uh, uh, for a big leap for Zaire. Has missed all of the regular season thus far. The news, obviously, that the Grizzlies have upgraded him to questionable sounds like he'll be available and back hopefully for Oklahoma City on Wednesday. So with that little bit of a reset. Saying what 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 are fair expectations for Zaire now that he's missed a good chunk of the season? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking for most from him as as he gets settled in and tries to find his way in this rotation? With the same level of excitement that you have uh, with the uh, possibility of what Zaire can be, 
you're talking about a guy that's a 6'9 wing that can play the three to two. You know he can defend. Uh, shot the ball very well to close the season last year. Mm-hmm. Got some playoff run last year. Got that experience. He's a guy that the guys like. You know, he's he fits in. He's a good chemistry guy. That on the same end, there's so much uncertainty with him, man. We don't know what we're getting with him. We don't know not many details about the knee situation. You've had people saying, oh, it's just growing pains because Zaire looks like he's gotten taller. Yeah. When you see him doing the post-game stuff, he's looking at Jaron Jackson Jr., who's probably seven feet tall in the face. You know what I mean? Zaire looks looks taller than he did last year. So you hear people saying growing pains. Then you kind of get a feeling with all the quietness. The team hasn't said anything official about it. The team hasn't said, hey, we think this is just growing pains or anything like that. You don't know what it's a knee. It's a knee issue. So we don't know what it could be. And it's then you heard Tyler, Taylor Jenkins say this is something he dealt with last year as well. Um, then you know you can look at that either way. You can you can look at it optimistically because uh Coach Jenkins says it's something we hope that you know is gonna be behind him now. You can look at that as a good thing, or you can look at that with concern. Um, but I think if he is healthy, I think he's going to definitely be a player that's gonna feel like a missing link. Uh he's got he asked a lot of length. Uh, ass athleticism, long arms. Um, you know, he like I said, he's shooting the ball. He was shooting the ball very well at a certain point last year. Uh, brings that energy, super fast, running up and down the court. He can fill up the lanes. I really think that Zaire really can help this team out because um, there's something that we need. We need length on the wings, and he would he's easily the longest, the tallest wing we have. Um, we've got a lot of guys in that six five, six six range, but you're talking about a guy who's probably six nine. 610, you know, with shoes on once he gets out there. I think that if he can get things going, he could be incredible, but it's going to come down to health. It's going to come down to what their knee has been. Uh, they said that they did some things to kind of get him going, not just healthy, but to get him conditioned and skilled, uh, practice while he's been rehabbing or whatever. So hopefully we'll see him kind of looking ready to go, kind of like Jaron was. But man, it's going to be an exciting time uh, Wednesday when the Grizzlies host uh, the Thunder. And hopefully Zaire will be in the lineup. Just ask your opinion on, on Zaire's. Is he a guy who eventually saying you see that, you know, sort of like we've seen with Bain this year, has been a leap in mm-hmm. creating his own offense. You know, mm-hmm. Bain been a guy he can create, shown this year he can he can play make for others. But, you know, the, the biggest difference has been how he can create for himself, doesn't have to do it off the pass from John necessarily or someone else. Do you think Zaire – is Zaire going to get to that point, do you think, where he's able to – create on his own his ball handling obviously you know uh, is an area that's going to have to be improved it will will he end up being that kind of off is there that kind of an offensive player in Zaire Williams or is it more that guy that's going to have to have someone get it to him if Zaire turns into that type of guy that's a scary situation for the really person. it is it really is. <laughs> if he's a, if he's a guy that could be a playmaker especially a shot creator type guy in the playoffs that's a scary situation I don't think that's who he is, though, man. I didn't um, think Bain, I didn't think that's who Bain was. But see, uh, Bain kind of showed you that in college, though. Bain, there was a lot of moments where Bain had the ball in his hands in college. Zaire didn't. He he's not really that guy. If he turns into that guy, man, good God, like it's that could be scary if if that guy can can put the ball on the ground because he's a guy who got Paul George comps and all this type of thing. And I was like, that's not who he is. But if he if he's out there looking like poor man's Paul George, man, I mean, shit, I mean, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? So um, I don't think that's who he's going to be. I also don't think it's who he has to be. Uh, I think he's just be a guy that can run the floor, knock down shots and play defense, uh, high-energy guy, 
I think that, you know, that would be, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Like a Trey Murphy, the guy that we, you know, traded him for on draft day. If he could be a guy who could just use that length, get mm-hmm. open, defend a little bit, knock down shots, he, he can definitely help this team out. Oh, man, tremendously. You know what I mean? And it, at the least, he's insurance for Dylan Brooks, right? Yeah. As, and, and in if, terms of as the small forward of right. the, mm-hmm. the and question. I can, I can see that if you decide to go away from Dylan, Zaire – and just being honest, man, we didn't see a lot of Dylan last year. And Zaire was A-OK. You know what I mean? He was fine in the starting lineup. There were games against the Jason Tatum's, against the Luka Doncic's, where he got his ass cooked. But who doesn't get cooked by those guys? We saw Dylan. Dylan's got murdered by some guys this year as well. So um, we saw Zaire in the starting lineup, and, and he was fine. Um, he also looked good against Steph Curry a lot in the in the playoffs last year. So I think he'll be able to hold his own. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the business of getting rid of, you know, wings that can score in the, in the fan. Right. So I don't want to make that decision. I love to have Dylan and Zaire in a perfect world. We maybe could see a situation where DB comes off the bench. Uh, but you know, I, I definitely could see Zaire being the guy who could be our small forward for the future. And hopefully we'll see some glimpses of that starting tomorrow. You know, I, I, I didn't have this down same, but since we're talking about ceilings and sort of what we think mm-hmm. guys can be, I, I must it. say, uh, Santi. You know, you mentioned him, the 18 and 10 uh, against Miami. He's playing with such a comfort level, it feels like now, uh, uh, an increased confidence. He's he's scoring, going to the basket. You know, he's 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 taking threes without hesitation. Uh, has what he has have have your uh, not not expectations, but just in terms of your thoughts of what he can be, like mm-hmm. his ceiling. At one time, I thought it was limited. You know, you, you look at it at his athleticism, and you say, well defensively he's always going to be limited but we mentioned it you know against the knicks he's not letting julius randall punk him out he's getting mm-hmm. more confident every time out we realize he's going to be a hell of a player for that second unit it feels like I, I'm, I'm just wondering the same if they're ever going to get to a point where he's hard as an asset he's hard to keep off the floor you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying you you talking about guys hey if zaire can 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 you know score off the dribble can become that guy and create his own shot man Man, how, what a, another weapon that is for the Grizzlies. Man, Santi Aldama seems like he's turning into a yeah. slick yeah. weapon for the Grizzlies. <laughs> right, Whether man. that's going to be for them eventually or an right. asset down the line. Man, dude is that – I mean, and we I'll, thought they had missed on him last right. year, uh-huh. as bad as that was. I'll be completely honest, man. Like, I thought I thought that Santi was a guy who could kind of be like a power forward, maybe a change of pace, like change of direction – Big jumbo small forward, maybe like kind of do that thing. But I'm seeing the possibilities of Santi really being like a four or five, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially as, as he is his body size and mature and his yep. confidence matures. And we've always talked about if you move Jaron up to the five, you can bring Bland, Brandon Clark up with him uh-huh. and they make this, you know, this defensive duo of guys that can protect the rim, athleticism, and all those type of things. Man, I could see. A Jaron Santi front line where you know you got two seven footers up there, you know Santi's shown yeah Santi's shown that rim protection. Both can, can have, stretch right. Ooh. He's got this swag. He can knock down shots. Hey, you look. You're talking about like a, a poor man's Pau Gasol type power forward that you can line up next to Jaron, and it might get hey that could be your front your front quarter of the future, man. We you know we know Adams is here uh, on an extension, but we know Adams is probably not going to be the future. We're probably not going to play several several years down the line with steven adams but if, when you're looking at it we've always started with end up being jaron and bc but man santi is looking super versatile man like inside outside you know he can dribble to the he can dribble to get to the basket he can post up 
Yep. Yeah, Santi might be the real deal, man. And it's crazy because, like, and when you're going back to Zaire, like, do I expect him to take a leak? Hell yeah, I expect him to take a leak. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, with, with as much on the ball, but everyone is taking a leap in this second year. Yeah, it almost comes with the territory around Yeah, him. so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Zaire can be, and I'm glad you did add in Santi, man, because he's, ooh, man, I'm talking about, like, when his his highs are hot for sure. I know it it almost feels like an embarrassment of riches just in terms of some of these guys yeah. and what they could possibly be. Uh that front office has obviously done a hell of a job identifying guys they like and and seeing higher ceilings than and certainly some of us have first couple of years they've taken them signed out of hold my right. hand on signing. I did not see it last year. No, he's I didn't see a, nothing. He's been an absolute revelation. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. On to our final segment, episode 10 of Grind Season, which we hope you'll subscribe. Listen to twice a week. Please uh, do. Odyssey app or wherever. Yes, yes. Wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, wherever you get them. Um, who brought the season in? Saying for the, the Grizzlies over their, their last three games. I, I'll, I'll give the floor to you. I usually have a cool, cool little analogy uh, for what we're going to do with this. I ain't doing that today, man. We just gonna say I'm just gonna say you brought it, and the person who I'm gonna say, uh, my level of excitement for this person is uh, astronomical because we're seeing elements of his game that we have not seen his entire career. Uh, sometimes guys just get it, man. You know what I mean? Sometimes guys, uh, a light bulb switches on, or or some time away makes you discover some things that you may not have discovered if you were in the mix playing every night. And uh, it's Jaron Jackson Jr. on my end. Like I said, highlighted by uh, that first game uh, last Friday against Philadelphia. That yep. block, man, because Philadelphia started coming back. It started getting looking a little squirrely at the end. You know, I think they're down six, I believe. Philadelphia was down six. One of the better players in the NBA, Joel Embiid, is going to the basket with a head full of steam. Jaron Jackson Jr. is like, nah, man, it's over. <laughs> that ain't happening. And it was such a phenomenal block, man. Um, that block alone is, is is that seasoning that I'll give uh, for the week. I believe that, that sets the tone for, for the stretch that they're on. It gave them that le- that level of confidence, and it starts putting a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. Dare I say, in All Star conversations, um, with the numbers he's putting up on both sides, the the team's defensive rating skyrocketing, just continuing to climb and yes. climb and climb with every game that he plays. Um, Man, he's my guy. He's my guy as far as the season is concerned. Inside, outside, shooting the three-point shot with confidence, big baskets, mid-range game, posting up, rebounding. Yes, Jaron Jackson Jr. has been rebounding this season. Uh, yeah, I got to give to Jaron this week, man. Like I said, setting the tone with that block. The block 
heard around the world, so to speak, by Jaron Jackson Jr. on Joel Embiid. I have to give him the season this week. No, I, I, I think you got the right man forward. I did I did the same thing. Do You know, we do respect burgers every week. Gave him one Monday because it, it's a grown man season and saying yeah. that's why I just see a man who's yeah. done playing. You know, in a lot of ways, man, and it was a little bit different, but Joel Embiid, when he first came in the league, a lot of what he – you know, it was a lot of playtime, man. Joel's mm-hmm. worried about a lot of uh, – a lot of things off the court, uh, a lot of jokes, a lot yeah, of fun. Tweets. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but, but it, and it's different because for Jaron, it seems like more just growing physically into that body and realizing just how big he is. But there's less. Boy, play play. Big. I just sense less play mm-hmm. play and more grown yeah. man and more physical mm-hmm. play back to our point. And uh, I'm with you. He's got, he's getting the grown man season. It was 22 9, the four blocks you mentioned, including the, the one on Embiid that was the biggest at the at the biggest point of the game. You absolutely needed it. And then um, obviously had another 22-point game uh, in that win over Detroit. And mm-hmm. so here we go again. Yeah, that that 20 point or 20 or more points scored. He had four straight games that ended against Minnesota, comes back on with two more in a row here. That's six of eight games. Mm-hmm. Six of eight games that Jaron Jackson Jr. has played this season where he's been 20 or more. We've never seen this kind of consistency from yeah. him and him, this man. kind of aggressiveness over this his, long. Stretch. That's a man learning start, it, realizing yeah. I'm a grown man in this league and yeah. I don't have to just stand out by the three point line, and get all my offense from there. Saying that uh, in the two games, he was 16 of 25, he went four of nine from three in them. That means he was 12 of 16 inside the arc. You just. You, I said it. I said it on the show. You love to see it. The man. The man's realizing, man. I'm a grown man force in this league. Um, mm-hmm. You know that, frankly, can be defensive player of the year. That right. You know, when I put my mind to it. So and it's and, time and, to start looking at Jaron as a real candidate for All Star, man. Like we we we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. This may be something we can chop up in the next show. That really could deserve a segment all to itself. But yeah, man, Jaron is is scary, man. You you ever like kind of known? Ever see something? Like you might see a twenty dollar bill laid on the floor, and you don't want somebody to see it, but you just can't really get to it. So you don't make no, you don't make much noise, or you can look at it. That's no how I'm looking move. at Jaren, man. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at Jaren, man. Like I don't even want to talk about it because this, if if this is who Jaren's gonna be for the rest of the year, man, the sky is the limit, bro, for this team, like undoubtedly for sure. You you realize we just did a you know essentially a, a thirty minute podcast about the Grizzlies and barely mentioned Ja Morant. Yeah, at all. <laughs> I mean, how, how good is this team? You know, yeah. this dude had twenty a twenty one point third yeah. quarter against Detroit. Had, what was the triple double? Was that who was that against? The, the triple double was the Knicks in Madison Square a few okay. games. Okay, but a twenty one point quarter against Detroit, in which he scored or assisted on every basket. <laughs> we ain't talked about none of that. We didn't even talk about it. Yeah, that's I, how good I these guys are. I hope we never get numb to what this man is doing. Yeah, because sure. because some of that hang in the air stuff he was doing against Detroit, throwing it, you know, putting the roll on it, uh, 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 slapping the wrist to get the roll in the spin, man. Mm-hmm. It was uh, scoring on the come down as you're coming out of the air, bro. Right. It was Jordan esque. This right. man was clowning on Detroit. Right. It was yeah. like a clinic. The three did the three pointer he pulled up from the corner after the cro- the crossover with a man <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yeah, man. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. Like, I remember Jaws' rookie year, the jersey swaps were like a big deal. Oh, yeah. Jaws was like swapping with everybody. 
But Ja was like in that little bro mode. Like it was the LeBrons, the KDs, the Kyries, whoever he was training his jersey with. Mm-hmm. You had Jaden Ivey looking at him in the little bro mode. You know what I like mean? So, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah, man. It's like that's what we got. We've got like, and, and that's something that uh, you really have to think about, man. The guys on our team, they're not the young players of the NBA anymore. They're not the kids of the NBA. They're they are the big dogs in the league. We are a team, regardless of our age, regardless of the youth of this team. We are one of the better teams. We are a team that has three All Star caliber players on it. You know what I mean? We are a team that can make a run. Who, uh, who's more of an attraction in the NBA than him right now? Saying that in terms of fans, you saw Detroit was full of Detroit yeah. folks that came to see Ja. Who, who, who is more of an attraction? Talking about nobody. Out money. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. And we ain't even talk about the shoe thing. We can talk about that next podcast. Like that's a whole nother thing. That news kind of coming out. I'm telling you, man, it's about to be crazy. This job Moran thing is about to be crazy, bro. And he's got people who hate him. He's got people who love him. And that's what. Guess what? That's the sign of a true superstar. Because if anybody hate you, you really ain't no superstar. Man. You're not doing it. No, no, ain't popping. No, like the old saying goes. Well, yeah. Grizzlies three and zero over the weekend was a fantastic weekend. Uh, no question about it. Especially those wins over Philadelphia and Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming up next, they've got Wednesday against OKC. Like we said, we'll likely be we'll be back on Thursday with a second podcast this week. Hopefully, again, the Grizzlies fatten up. Dylan Brooks, yeah, was man. Afterwards, feels like a time you can fatten up right now with this four more games left on this season long homestand. So, saying I'm hoping for at least one more uh, go uh, one more win before we get back, and then a few more after that. Man, no reason why you can't go get another three in a row. You know, with OKC, Detroit, and Atlanta a little dysfunctional right now before you cap off, you know, this homestand with Milwaukee. Then get a true test, a true test of where you're at when you get that Milwaukee team at home. Grizz 9-2 and at FedEx Forum, saying it's it's been quite the home court advantage for them. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, man. But, yeah, it's uh, another great episode. Like you said, keep the team to tune in. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm an Apple Podcast guy. That's where I like to hear mine at. You might like Spotify. You might be an Odyssey guy. Check that out as well. Uh, we support. We thank you guys for supporting us. Thank you all for subscribing, tuning in, interacting with us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're doing. Uh, it's been another great show, man. For Jason Smith, this is Anthony Sane, and we up out of here. It's grind season.